You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. Today in the Morning Edition, 99 years, an Anchorage judge hands down the sentence to a man convicted of soliciting the murder of 19-year-old Cynthia Hoffman. Plus... There's a lot of people that come here to help their animals at home. Doing a good deed and providing pet food to those in need and at no charge to the public. And later, check out the Hollow Box, where you can be in more than one place as it creates a realistic look of greedy projection as the Morning Edition starts now. Good morning, everyone. We made it the end of the week, Friday. I know, and we're finally talking about the possibility for uh, even warmer conditions. Yeah, we certainly could use that. And also, I'm, I'm missing the sunshine. We may see some peaks of it. We've really struggled across uh, parts of South Central the past several days. Now into the valley as well as the Kenai. Uh, sunshine has been no uh, trouble to find uh, as we went through the past several days. Uh, now freezing fog uh, from uh, through parts of the Anchorage Bowl into the valley has limited the amount of sunshine we've seen this week. But this morning we are waking up uh, to partly cloudy skies. We've got those temperatures sitting uh, in the 20s. 21 degrees is where we're currently sitting at with winds out of the east at 10 miles per hour. Uh, that is keeping our wind chills right around 10 degrees. But we've been talking about a warming trend uh, that's going to stay with us for the rest of uh, into the uh, rest of today into the weekend. We could be seeing those highs by Sunday pushing near freezing. We've got 16 in Wasilla, 22 degrees in Talkeetna, uh, 24 degrees in Valdez as you head towards the Gulf Coast region. Uh, we've got those temperatures in the 30s out towards uh, Cook Inlet region as well. Kenai coming in at 33 degrees. Now, active weather beginning to make a return to South Central, but most, if not all, of this will stay confined uh, to coastal regions uh, of the Gulf of Alaska as we head through the day. While inland areas, uh, we will see some increasing clouds. Those clouds expected to thicken up uh, as we welcome in the evening hours. So there's a satellite radar this morning with just some uh, isolated uh, to scattered snow showers impacting the Kenai as well as Prince William Sound and where those temperatures continue to warm today, uh, there is that possibility we could see some areas uh, of wintry mix. The system uh, continuing to pull in uh, moisture as well as warmth from the southeast. So we're going to see a steadily warming trend uh, for the next several days. Today, we're going to make a run into the low to mid-20s across south central. Uh, really thinking, uh, thinking more mid-20s as we head throughout the afternoon hours. Could even see a few locations uh, even warmer. And then as we head into the weekend, highs near freezing with the snow and wintry mix looking possible with another cold snap next week. I'll have those details in that seven day coming up. A man who admitted he offered to pay to have an Anchorage teenager murdered was sentenced, likely spending the rest of his life in prison, depending on parole. Lauren Maxwell was in the courtroom Thursday when Darren Schumiller learned his fate. Darren Schillmiller never spoke at his sentencing hearing. Instead, his attorney read a letter in which Schillmiller acknowledged what he did to Cynthia Hoffman, known as Cece, was wrong. Every single day since the death of Cece, I have felt extremely horrible and wanted to apologize as well. But the state showed little compassion for his tears or the fact that Schillmiller had been diagnosed with a low IQ, saying he was smart enough to fool Denali Bremer online and manipulate her to carry out the murder. He convinced her that he was a 20-year-old, good-looking young man 
that had won the lottery, had millions of dollars, and he used that money to dangle in front of her and get her to do whatever he wanted. Cynthia's father also had a chance to speak. I love you, Cynthia Rose Hoffman. He told the judge it kills him. He couldn't protect his kind-hearted daughter. And when you're looking at your daughter's picture that's above your chair, you're so angry inside because you couldn't do nothing about it. I couldn't go after nobody. I couldn't defend her in any way. But the judge found the fault lay squarely with Schillmiller. Frankly, Mr. Schillmiller enjoyed it. He could have given him as few as five years, but gave him 99 to serve. Outside the courtroom, Timothy Hoffman said he was satisfied with the sentence, but couldn't find forgiveness. And to be honest, I hope he never comes out. He says he's still waiting for it all to end. Now, there are still several other defendants in this case, including one who admits to pulling the trigger, and right now that case will likely go to trial. Denali Bremer has accepted a plea deal. Her sentencing is set for February 12th. Lauren Maxwell, Alaska's News Source. Juno police are on the lookout for a suspect said to have been involved in a recent shooting. This was to a property near 35 Mile Glacier Highway. A preliminary investigation shows a 72-year-old property owner approached another man accused of trespassing, and the two had a fight that included the property owner's handgun. The property owner was treated on the scene for a non-life-threatening gunshot wound to the head, but the other man being called a suspect left in a truck before police arrived. Police say he is likely on the road in the area of the Burners Bay cabin. JPD also says he may have been shot in his hand. Anyone with information is asked to call JPD or you can submit an anonymous tip at jcrimeline.com. The Biden administration says $32 million is headed for schools across the country to improve air quality. And schools across America can now apply for that money. The idea is for the funding to help schools research how they can change on-campus air systems and energy policies. The Environmental Protection Agency's deputy administrator says the money should also help reduce carbon emissions in communities. There are millions of kids going to school every day, and we want our kids to be learning and growing in school environments that are as healthy as possible. One in 13 children in this country has asthma. And if you are a poor child or a child of color, you are more likely to have asthma. Governments can start applying for the money immediately, and the EPA says fund distribution is expected to be announced sometime this year. Although it's not new, not many people know about the municipality of Anchorage's pet food pantry. The group running it is hoping to help out neighbors so that they don't have to surrender their animals because of not having any access to food. Like Shelverton reports. It's definitely a great support system that adds that buffer to try to help people keep their own animals. The Municipal Community Pet Food Pantry is doing just that and providing dog and cat food free of charge to the public. The whole goal behind that is really to help keep animals out of the shelter. So if somebody's maybe having a harder time making it to that next paycheck, we kind of offer that buffer so that they can get some food without having to surrender their animal. Anchorage Animal Care and Control's Sam Zolaitis says the program also helps keep shelter capacity at a maintainable level while assisting owners with keeping their animals. Sometimes people are a little nervous coming in, but like 
we're so supportive. Like we would so much rather have you come take this food from us and get it and get your, get your pets the food that they need. Shalina Ostler Liston and her family have been coming to the shelter to get food for their pets over the past three years. There's a lot of people that come here to help their animals at home. She says it's a great community resource that helps people for the next day. So you can actually pick up things you need or leave the stuff that you don't need anymore. And it just kind of helps so you can have a little bit more money in your pocket. But the pantry would not be possible without donations. People from the community will bring in dog food bags like this. We have awesome volunteers that will work to bag them and then they end up like this in these gallon size bags and then we'll put them out in our hallway for our community pet food pantry where people can come and grab as much as they need whenever they need it. Neighbors helping neighbors and man's best friend too. We love being able to do it and we're so glad that we have that support from the community to be able to do that for everybody. Lexi Overton, Alaska's news source. And the public is welcome to visit Anchorage Animal Care and Control to drop off donations of any type of pet food during their business hours. A first-of-its-kind job fair to include municipal job opportunities, that's happening today in Anchorage. What separates this job fair from other job fair is our HR department's committed to being there to, be, to actually hold actual interviews and then, depending on the candidates, offer conditional offers. Now, the first citywide mayor's job fair, it starts at 10 o'clock this morning. It will run through 4.30 at the Denina Center. Many municipal departments will be there, as well as people from private and nonprofit sectors. Easy Park is handing out passes for people to park in garages for free, and bus passes will also be available at the job fair. Again, you can check that out this morning at 10 a.m. to 4.30 today in downtown Anchorage. Coming up, lawmakers in Washington with demands over transparency regarding the defense secretary. That story and the response from part of Alaska's delegation is next. Warmer conditions building back into South Central as we head into the coming days. I'll have more details on that. First, that sunrise coming in at 10.01, sunset 4.14, six hours and 12 minutes of daylight. Well, good morning, everyone. We're back 12 minutes past the hour here on the Morning Edition. We'll get a check of weather heading out and about. Also, Aaron, uh, some winds across the state, I understand. Yeah, we've been seeing some high winds across western Alaska with uh, winter storm warnings, winter weather advisories. This is video coming in uh, from Kotzebue. You can see that snow blowing. Uh, been seeing some visibility concerns as well as some rough seas out towards uh, parts of the Bering uh, as well as the Chukchi Sea coastline where we continue to see uh, those winds this morning quite gusty. And uh, the good news is those winds Winds continue to die down. Yesterday, uh, we did see Kotzebue seeing winds up to 70 miles per hour. Notice this morning, uh, those winds have uh, greatly dropped off. And then across uh, southwest Alaska through the Aleutians, uh, winds anywhere from about really 30 to uh, roughly 55 miles per hour. So still breezy out there. Uh, nothing as windy as what we did see earlier in the week where we did have uh, many of those areas up under winter storm warnings and winter weather advisories. Then through uh, parts of the interior uh, in the eastern Alaska range, you can see those winds got upwards of 40 miles per hour uh, in Delta Junction. With this surge of uh, windy conditions that we continue to see and this active weather, temperatures across the state actually continue to warm. You can see Nome, McGrath, 
uh, 5 to 10 degrees warmer, even through the interior, roughly 10 degrees warmer, uh, while Dead Horse is actually 34 degrees warmer this morning uh, than what you woke up to yesterday morning. So many areas of the state continue to warm, uh, and you can see Dead Horse breaking above zero this morning at 11 degrees. We've got 27 in Nome, uh, 18 in McGrath, and 9 below in Fairbanks. So even though a good portion of the state uh, continues to see that warming trend, it's still cold as you head through the interior, uh, eastern parts of Alaska, through Canada, as well as a southeast, where those temperatures this morning in Juneau and Ketchikan uh, waking up in the single digits. Now, if you have any plans today across South Central, nothing significant will be with us through the day. We are going to be talking about uh, those clouds continuing to thicken up as we head throughout the day. Temperatures uh, will be sitting in the mid-20s as we head through the afternoon hours for inland areas, uh, while coastal regions actually warm into the 30s. So we're beginning to see that uh, taste of warmer conditions uh, building back into South Central. We do stay dry today outside of coastal regions, uh, which we'll see that snow and a chance for a mixed bag of precip. A better opportunity for uh, snow for both South Central and Southeast arrives as we welcome in the weekend, uh, more so Saturday night into Sunday as we see uh, that better opportunity for uh, snow to build inland. Uh, across the pan, uh, across uh, south east, or south central. So as far as what we're going to see when it comes to that snow total forecast uh, here over the next several days, again, coastal regions have that better opportunity uh, for a couple of inches of snowfall between now and Saturday. Uh, but Saturday night into Sunday is really where we're going to tap into that better potential uh, for seeing some uh, accumulating snow across the heart uh, of south central. So be prepared for that. For today, though, a coastal snow and wintry mix for the Kenai. Uh, temperatures in the 30s, if not near 40 degrees for Kodiak. Uh, could even still see some of those breezy conditions. We've got 32 in Whittier, 23 in Valdez. Uh, Golcana making a run near zero degrees today, uh, where the past several days have been seeing those afternoon highs sitting uh, in the sub-zero values. As far as the valley, expecting those temperatures in the mid-20s uh, as we head throughout the afternoon hours. Those clouds will thicken up for you as well. Enjoy what sunshine uh, we do see today, because by tomorrow, those clouds become overcast. That late p.m. snow builds in. Uh, we'll make a run near 30, if not freezing, by Sunday meaning some parts of South Central will see a wintry mix. And then as we head into next week, things cool off, quiet down, and we're back in the teens and 20s for highs. All right. Thanks, Aaron. After a breakdown in communications that happened when Department of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was hospitalized for complications resulting from prostate cancer, some U.S. lawmakers are calling for action. Washington News Bureau reporter Stetson Miller spoke with some of them and brings us the story from Washington. A group of Republican senators are now demanding accountability and asking about the apparent breakdown in the chain of command after the recent hospitalization of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. I think the Pentagon ought to come here right now and, uh, and, you know, and tell us exactly what happened. Members of Congress are pushing for answers after the Pentagon failed to immediately notify the president, lawmakers, staff and the public about the hospitalization of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. This breakdown in command and this breakdown in communication, it threatened our country's safety. This doesn't need to happen again. Um, we're thankful that that uh, nothing so serious uh, occurred during this incapacity. The highest-ranking Republican on the Senate Armed Services Committee, Roger Wicker, led a group of Republican senators who were concerned about what they called a chain-of-command crisis and worry that the secretary's actions may be a violation of the law. They asked a series of questions in a letter to the secretary and won a full timeline of what happened leading up to when Secretary Austin became hospitalized, with a response requested by January 19th. This is a dangerous world right now. 
So for you have a secretary of defense that decides that he's not going to tell the president or the National Security Council or Congress what they're doing, there, are, there has to be accountability. Some in the House have even called for the resignation of Secretary Austin, like Congresswoman Elise Stefanik and Congressman Chris Deluzio, the only Democrat to do so. But House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries stopped short of that on Thursday. From my standpoint, we need far more information uh, before uh, I can make any detailed comment on the appropriate way forward, but I do not believe that Secretary Austin should resign. In Washington, I'm Stetson Miller. And U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan is one of those dozens of senators raising questions over transparency. The senator's office says he expressed concern that the secretary's actions are in violation of the law. It also says he requested an update on the timeline of events surrounding the secretary falling ill. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcasts from Alaska's news source automatically and stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska's news source app.